A note. Following advice from work-life imbalance may lead to action being taken by HR, your family, the authorities, or higher powers. Welcome to Work-Life Imbalance, an advice show focusing on workplace and lifestyle issues. Any resemblance to actual advice, living or dead, or actual wisdom is purely coincidental. I'm your ferocious foreman, Frank Eastman. (laughs) You You can't just drop that on me, God. Uh, And I'm your cuddly companion, Derek Lewis. There we go. All right. How are you doing today, Frank? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, Derek? Oh, man. I just ate too much pizza way too fast, and I feel like I ran a fucking marathon. Oh. That's working on your fitness. It is setting low. Yeah, fitness is this pizza in my mouth. Exactly. Um, Yeah. uh, (laughs) One of these days, we will not talk about food on the podcast, but today is not that day. (laughs) Today is not that day. All right, so, want to go ahead and get up into the daily stand-up? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right, so for the daily stand-up, I want to pitch a a new product to you. All right. Um, And, you know, we have all these, like, you know, um, know, Amazon Echoes and the the Google Home and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, You know, people have their their home automated, you know, pretty much however they want. Uh, But I really think that, I really think that that's not really what they're looking for. Like they, they buy those because of the only things available, but they don't really have what they actually want. Okay. So I'm proposing instead of like the Amazon echo, you, know, you have, you know, Hey Alexa, I'm proposing Hey Alexi. Hey Lexi. It is a Russian home automation assistant. <laughs> okay. So, so let's give it a shot. Say, say, Hey Alexi. Hey Alexi. Hello friend. How are you? What can I do for you today? <laughs> Uh, can we, can he do Yakov Smirnoff jokes? Uh, if I knew any, then, uh, then he could. Uh, uh, all right, let, let's, let's try it again. All right. Uh, hey, Alexi, when is my package going to arrive? Don't worry. I, I, I have friend who he, he's watching package for you. Don't worry. So he, he put it, he put it on the doorstep. It's no problem. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay, so instead of Alexa, we've got Alexi. Yeah, and then you can go, uh, like, um, hey, Alexi, what kind of shoes are available on Amazon? It's like, hello, friend. On Amazon, there are 14 pairs of Adidas. No, no, I said I said shoes. Yes, Adidas. <laughs> no, no, Alexi. Um, okay, uh, let's... Uh, okay, I need some new pants. Let's... let's just get, just find me some more pants. Okay, I have three different colors of Adidas pants tracksuit. <laughs> so is Alexi what people want, or is Alexi all that people get? Uh, I mean, can't it be both? You know, I don't think people want, like, what they ask for. I, I think they want somebody to tell them what's good. And ah. I, think, I think Hey Alexi... Is uh is definitely the way to go. So, hey, Alexi is a tastemaker, then. Exactly. 
Uh, you know, I, I think that some of the uh, Eastern Russian uh, influences haven't quite made it over to uh, the U.S. as strongly as we would like. So You, you say uh, Russian influences haven't made it to the U.S. as strongly as we would like. We'll discuss something completely different. <laughs> yeah, uh, before doing the Hey Alexi bit, I may not have thought about the current political climate. <laughs> Yeah, uh, okay. Uh that makes <laughs> that may be difficult now because I'm not sure they want a a Russian in their home listening all the time. Uh I mean, they're going to get one anyway, so <laughs> might as well go ahead and might... buy the one that looks sleek. Get the one that looks good. Okay, so I I'm I'm not saying that I've got like a whole pitch ready about Hey Alexi. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there in the universe. If anybody wants to to make Hey Alexi, I'm not I'm not putting a patent on it. That's fine. Now, this one's definitely one that, that can be workshopped down before we put it on uh, Shark Tank. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd have a very good pitch for them. Want to hit the uh, deep dive? Yeah. This one came up in conversation. How young is too young for certain nicknames? In particular, how young is too young for, say, if your name is Catherine, for you to be called Kathy? Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Mm. See, I was thinking of uh, more like, you know, inappropriate nicknames or, you know, I mean, maybe calling somebody who is a Dennis, you know, Denny or something until they're like 50. Uh, I wasn't thinking of the inverse of like somebody who's in their 20s, you know, Catherine being called Kathy. Exactly. That That's one that you don't think of all that often. And uh, And is it okay to give someone... A shortening of their name that is too old for them. Hmm. Now, uh, I'm guessing there's some sort of uh, backstory to this one slightly. Uh, just uh, that, uh, so uh, one of the, the new co-workers uh, was apparently nicknamed uh, Kathy. And uh, we declared, hey, that, that seems too... Uh, too old. For, yeah. for Kathy. And she said, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, um... Yeah, that that that's a good question. Um, so what would be a, what would be a male counterpart example for that? Um, the only thing that I could think of when I was giving it a small amount of thought is that there are some nicknames that are also not just too old for people, but too old in a general sense. For instance, it is just no longer applicable to call someone who's named Richard Dick. <laughs> Now, in the 50s I, and 60s, apparently that was fine. You know, right. Dick Grayson, Dick Tracy. A lot of notable dicks in the 60s. Yeah, there was a lot of notable <laughs> dicks back in the day, but uh, now now it's Rick. Like, you can you can do Rick, but uh, but no one can do Dick. So so my question is, uh, is was Dick always a, uh, a pseudonym or a, a nickname for the penis? Like that, I'm not sure. You know, I haven't looked up the uh, the full length uh, uh, etymology on that one. Um, yeah, because because I mean, I I have to imagine that you know there there's some like uh, two two lines on a graph where <laughs> the usage of you know of Dick as a name for the penis was at zero, and then uses uh, as Dick as a nickname for Richard uh, was on top, and at some point, you know, Richard started lowering and penis started rising. <laughs> oh, God. And, so, and so eventually uh you know Richard met Dick and 
you know, just it, it just kind of kept going the other direction until at some point it's no longer feasible uh, for somebody named Richard to be called Dick. Um, so if that's like a new thing, like a you know it a relatively new occurrence that we just kind of uh, just kind of bogarted it to, to mean the family jewels, then there had to yeah. be some sort of intersect point. There was a day, there was a date, there was an exact moment at which it was no longer socially acceptable. Like, this had to have taken place at some point, if you think about it. There's a point yeah. on which that, that graph crosses. <laughs> it's a dark day. It uh, was a dark day for Richards yeah, I, everywhere. I, that would actually be very interesting. Uh, you know, there are some stories, the most interesting stories I find are the ones that go unreported. <laughs> I think I think learning uh, what day uh, Penis overtook Richard, I think, <laughs> is an important date. Uh, and I don't know if we can uh, go to Google to find that out without getting some really deeply weird search results. <laughs> I mean, we'll find a lot of hits, but I don't know if we're going to find what we're looking for. <laughs> yeah, we'll get a lot of results, but they will not be... Uh, answers to the question we were asking. Nope. No. Nope. Oh. oh my god. But this is this is just one of those subjects that's not terribly important, uh, you know, for a deep dive, but also yet strangely fascinating. Because I was giving it some thought. For instance, if you know someone named Barbara, do you know anybody that people call Babs? Nope, that one fell out of favor about the same time Dick did, I guess. Right. Yeah, I, I I can't like I've I've heard somebody kind of colloquially called Babs, but not like you know, be a serious nickname. Yeah. Not not like a serious shortening. Right. And um, so you can you can definitely tell someone's age, I I think to some extent, by their nickname. Because if 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 you say to me that this person wants to be called Babs, I'm immediately picturing uh, a stately lady in her say 50s 60s 70s like right. somewhere in that general vicinity same with you know if there's a guy and he wants to be called dick like the only way that you can still get away with that is if you're in your 70s at this point right because then at that point it, it becomes uh, who's going to correct him now he's he's 70 like call him whatever <laughs> call him whatever he wants <laughs> exactly <laughs> And so there's definitely a point at which you're too young for Kathy, but if people call you Kathy, I guess you have to deal with it. See, my so my complication is that, uh, and maybe I'm just hanging on to Kathy too much because I had an aunt who was Kathy. Uh, so from the time that I was, you know, very small, I always had, and you know, the oldest person imaginable was a Kathy, <laughs> at least in my very small brain. <laughs> right. Um. So, so maybe I'm kind of like grasping that a little bit too much. And, and also, you know, one of the problems that I have um, is that I don't really think about nicknames too much because with a name like Derek, um, there's really not like, there's exactly. really not a good nickname for it. Yeah. Like uh, my name is Frank. There's not a lot of, you, you can't really shorten that. Like it is in <laughs> it's, and of it's already itself. one syllable. <laughs> yeah. It's one syllable. It, it is a foreshortening of other words. Like, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people are like, oh, is your name Francis? Like, no, on the birth certificate, it just says Frank. Like, that's, 
That's it. I got the one syllable. There's not a whole lot that I can do with it. It's like your birth name being like Rob. Exactly. It's like, like it's like oh Robert. No, just just Rob. Like if someone's gonna give me a for, like a shortened nickname, it's actually got to be longer than my name, like right. Frank to Frankie, <laughs> or, or just some sort of like uh, consonant sound with no vowels, like funk. Hey, what's up, funk? Like. Yes, it is technically shorter when you spell it out, but you're still you're still enunciating at least one syllable. Exactly. See, like I had a, a couple of coworkers, you know, years ago, um, that were just completely incensed that I didn't have a nickname <laughs> because, like, you know, it was uh, it was working at a retail chain, and the only way we could possibly pass the time with any amount of sanity is by uh, <laughs> ascribing nicknames to each other. Um, oh no. So, I mean, we had, you know, <laughs> we had some pretty decent ones, um, none of which I want to uh, repeat because, <laughs> because uh, people would probably still know them by that. But, um, but yeah, like they tried to, to make a couple of them stick, like they try to call me Rick. And I'm like, you do not call me Rick. <laughs> like, I don't care if Rick is physically in the name. Uh, no. No, that that will not work. I have an Uncle Rick. <laughs> so no Rick, but what about Dick? See, but that therein lies the problem, uh, is that Dick th- makes people think that your name is Richard. And exactly. Like, they're like, oh, Richard Lewis. It's like, no, they just call me Dick. <laughs> it's like, well, uh, that may not be so, so much a nickname as just <laughs> an insult that became my name. <laughs> Now, it's one of those weird things, and I don't necessarily know the uh, the complete background, or if I did, I have forgotten. But my name is uh, actually my dad's name, but my dad was always named Jerry. Like, that was his nickname around the house. Okay. Uh, that's what, you know, my aunts, my uncles, my mom, everybody just called him Jerry. Uh, and in fact, he had it tattooed on his arm. Was that so he wouldn't forget or so other people wouldn't I, forget? I don't know. You know, it was Vietnam. I have to assume that drinking was involved. And that's probably far from the craziest thing that happened. Exactly. So I, I'm not sure if the tattoo is where the name came from or he got the tattoo because of the name. But it's one of those things where it's just like a left bank <laughs> shot off of nothing. Like no, he, uh, he, he got the tattoo. Uh, just, you know, somebody tattooed him in his sleep. And he woke up and was like, well, fuck, I guess I got to go by Jerry now to exactly. explain this thing. <laughs> exactly. Like, well, shit. Mm. Um, yeah, most of mine is kind of like the uh, the the other way. Like, I kind of find that, you know, there are a lot of, uh, of younger people that I work with that want to go by far too, um, far too adult names. Like, uh-huh. um, I'm trying to think of a good example, but like. Uh, let's say somebody who is named Fred wanted to go by Frederick. It's like, are these people hipsters? It's like, I get that you can be called what you want to be called, but you're just making me work more. Cause that's like, like two and a half times the letters. If you're typing it out, like maybe a little less than that. I'm not mathing it out here. Um, but it's going to be more effort to type out. I mean, Frederick, like that's three syllables instead of one. I mean, you're just costing me time. 
but not Freddy. <sighs> Freddy, I could live with. Fre- Freddy would be fine because that that you know being somebody who's like you know nineteen twenty, Freddy, that seems like kind of a younger name. So I could see that being okay. But but not Frederick. No, not Frederick. All right. So what if your given name is Richard, but you're like eighteen? Yeah. Well, I mean, you can be Rich, Richie, something like that. I mean, that's uh, kind of Richie. That's, okay. That's kind of spanning the border between like childhood and adulthood. So, like, you know, you could be, you know, probably all the way up into your mid twenties and still pull off a Richie. Um, then once you get like. You know, maybe if you get your master's degree, you don't want to be called, <laughs> or your doctorate called Doctor Richie. Um, uh, that but, may not be so good, but, um, but yeah. Then what do you fall back on? Um, I, I guess you would have to go to like Rick or something. Yeah, from Richie, um, the only thing you can go to and still maintain any sort of dignity is Rick, I guess. Unless you're going to yeah, be, cause, yeah, because because Rich is not really. I don't know. It's got a weird like. Like a like a hard chop at the end. Like it's not like it's they they started to say Richie or Richard and just stopped halfway through. <laughs> so it doesn't really feel like a valid nickname. So would you like to go to an audience question? Yeah, I think that sounds All good. All right. What is the right way to request a coworker not chew loudly on conference calls without offending them? <laughs> From grossed out in Glendale. Oh my goodness! Oh my my old nemesis has yes. returned. It's only been a couple of episodes, <laughs> but uh, but we're back to it. Mm. Mm. See, uh, my my gut instinct is to say, uh, "Fuck the tact." <laughs> just just uh, you know, go all pull out. out our uh, our newly coined uh, no fault cock punch. But it's on a conference call. <laughs> now, if we've oh, got yeah. if we've so got I guess telepunch, you, I guess you can't really. Uh, can't really blast them on the conference call. Yeah, the only thing that um, I could think of was one of those air horns, but then that's sort of punishing everybody for the sins of the few. Right. And I mean, I would definitely <laughs> I would definitely take a surround sound air horns over <laughs> even one person <laughs> chewing loudly in front of me. Um, but I understand that's a choice for each individual person and uh maybe they wouldn't make the same choice. Um it's a choice we all have yeah, to make I mean, inside ourselves. Yeah. And see, you know, I, I think I think this has happened to me a couple of times because, uh, you know, we've been on, like, especially on, like, bigger conference calls that have, uh, you know, like, you know, 50, 100 people dialing in. Right. Um, where it's just kind of everybody out in the wild and you can't really control a lot. Um, and there's always that guy who just doesn't realize that he's not muted. You know, right. and it's and it's difficult because not only is he not muted, but he doesn't have like his headphones on or he's not listening to the phone call. And so you're getting like, you know, him in the middle of a fucking cheeseburger or he's having a conversation right. with somebody or, <laughs> you know, he's picking his teeth or just something terrible. And you're just like, John, John. Oh, God, John. He can't hear us. Somebody can somebody and- mute him. And yeah, that that's the thing is that on a lot of those conference calls, like it actually shows like the name of the person whenever they make a sound. <laughs> so you can see that John is the one uh, gossiping about the other people in his office. Like that that's actually like a 
I'm not even gonna call it a fear uh, because you know, um, I, I guess I guess it's still a fear. I was gonna say because it, it, it wasn't an unreasonable fear, but it's a it's a reasonable fear that you know there's gonna be some point where you, you know you think uh, you're muted. I, I think I'm muted, and you're not, and I'm not. Um, you know, there there were a couple of uh of dicey times on like whenever I was running meetings in one of my previous jobs, um, you know, there were, you know, there were several times where like, it was a very, uh, very heated phone call. And so I would kind of be playing chicken <laughs> with the mute button. <laughs> so, like, you know, the people on the other end of the phone would be talking and then they kind of stop and, and want an answer to something. But like somebody was like mid rant. <laughs> so <laughs> like, like you'd have to be like waiting for them the the person in the room with you that's like you know going off like wait for them to take a breath and then hit unmute okay it sounds good and then hit mute, hit mute again immediately <laughs> it is it is dicey at best oh yeah definitely um, I have I have been there working in advertising for as long as I did like you are invariably on those calls where it's like mute who is this fucking idiot? You know, what, what moron would think that this is a great idea? And you're like, uh, uh, the mute button is not, oh, oh, the red light's not on. Oh, well. Oh, oh no. that is the stuff of nightmares, yeah. Frank. Oh, no. my God. Like, like I legitimately have had a nightmare where, you know, I was on the phone with an important client. And, you know, it's kind of like the, the showing up to class and having to do a presentation in just your underwear. Exactly. Like, you know, it's, it's that level of terror. But it it was legitimate. Like, I was in the dream. I was on a conference call with somebody important, and all of a sudden, you know, I start. I think at the time I was probably saying something mean about them, um, and it's a dream, so you know, maybe it was the truth, maybe not. But uh, <laughs> but invariably, like it's it's something terrible, and then you realize that uh, that it's not. Yeah, that is that is definitely the work version of having to give a presentation in your underwear. Like right. I, I think I've had that nightmare too, where it's just like uh, I just put <laughs> the CEO on blast, and the microphone was on. See, and and the thing is, like, it doesn't. You know, with with these kind of accidents, like like sure, like the chewing. Um, if it's depending on what kind of conference call it is, if it's like a like a telephone only, uh, you may be kind of stuck. But if it's like a a WebEx or a Go to Meeting or something, uh, utilize the chat function and just pray that uh, that they get the message or have the you know the the presenter to to mute them. Um, yeah, that's about your only only recourse. Um, as far as tact goes, yeah, I guess the only thing you can do is like try to text them through the meeting app and be like, "Hey, we can all hear you that you're chowing down on an extra large fry, right on <laughs> that plate of uh, extra large nachos." Um, but now speaking more generally, um, <laughs> developers are not known for their decorum. Um, <laughs> really? So, like, you know. There are times where uh, words escape the mouth before the brain has time to to clamp them, um, and so you know you'll have <laughs> you'll oh yeah have somebody that's just you know on their headset thinking they're muted, and then somebody will say something and they'll just be like, "Well, that's fucking dumb." <laughs> <laughs> I have been on that call more than once. 
and you can hear a pin drop <laughs> on that conference call. And and it can go one of two ways. Either people realize that like people are people and that's going to happen and they move on without addressing it or you get like the the person who is just like deeply offended and they're like who said that? <laughs> and so everybody else is kind of in a you know, do I do I do I snitch and so so we can get on with this meeting and get out of this conference room or do I like hold to my principles and not <laughs> not rat out somebody? Now given my position, like this is this is a legitimate and a real thing. This is why I will have uh potentially uh confrontational meetings or phone calls that involve the team in a room instead of just having everybody dial in individually so right. that I can specifically be in control of the mute button. <laughs> Cause you really don't want those developers getting themselves fired. No. Cause you know, <laughs> it's, it's just going to break down communication. It's going to cause problems with, you know, other people and other teams. And I need to be able to, to step in, not just to mute it, but to also, you know, be like, interjecting myself and saying things in a, in a slightly more tactful manner than, you know, that's fucking dumb. Like we would like to disagree. Like you can take those documents and shove them square up. Your exactly. Ass. Like, like d- doesn't go over well with clients. No. Yeah, exactly. That just, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't go over very well with clients when you tell them to, to roll that up and shove it up their butt. But yeah, I, I think I think we can definitely make this more about like general uh, conference call etiquette, because um, there's there's a lot of things that are just like straight up faux pas on uh, on a conference call, like uh, doing personal hygiene. Oh yeah, um, I've had the drinking, nail clipper before. Eating, yeah, the nail clipper. Uh, it was that I, I wouldn't necessarily say that's like that is certainly not at the level of. <laughs> chewing or drinking mouth noises um but it's not pleasant either because like you know like at a minimum you're gonna hear it 10 times <laughs> and like like they get you hear 10 and then you hear a couple of thumps and then you hear it 10 more times and you know they just clip their fucking toes <laughs> oh god no on the conference oh call. jesus <laughs> now i have not heard that uh luckily nobody has like p- pulled out the piggies and you know and just clip them all, um, <laughs> but uh, but you know that's that's not a good idea either, um, and and it's not just a voice conference call. You can get in a lot more trouble oh, with a video the video calls call. that we've got these Holy days. Holy shit! Oh man, uh, now, I have not done anything like untoward or embarrassing on a conference call, but I have been caught unawares before where I didn't think I turned on my camera <laughs> and I was sitting there. Just looking down and then, you know, look up to see the light, you know, yeah, see the, the light on. And I'm like, oh, and then you're like, oh, <laughs> shit, have I, have I picked my like nose? I didn't have a very personal or... itch. <laughs> Everybody watch me eat that candy bar. Oh. <laughs> it's like they're watching you like eat like, uh, you know, some leftover spaghetti and they watch you drop a meatball and then <laughs> pick it back up. <laughs> dust it off <laughs> which which I am not not necessarily above doing it it matters very much what surface I dropped it on but uh 
But no, I mean, then, then everybody thinks that you are that you are just like uh, you're just disgusting for having eaten floor food, um, which I f- some floor food is OK. <laughs> it doesn't. But that's for another episode. That, that is for another episode. We don't have to get into floor food. Now, I have um, done and I believe you are in the room. I have surreptitiously taken a photo <laughs> of the room <laughs> with my cell phone at the at very, as close as I could get to the angle of the camera and then right. quickly interposed the picture on the phone with the camera itself so that it was just stuck on a still frame you know uh and and nobody realized it for sure. Like that, it was very convincing. Yeah, it was it was surprisingly convincing. It was like the fucking Italian job over there. <laughs> See, but but the thing is, like that was like a several hour meeting. Like, and, and they wanted full attention the whole time. I mean, I understand that that you're saying things that are important, but like not all the time. <laughs> like sometimes you're. You're just talking about, like, alignment. Sometimes you're saying buzzwords about shit that no one really cares about. Right. I mean, when you get to the meat of the, the, the information, you know, then we'll, then I'll care a little bit more. But, uh, but otherwise, no, I'll be, you know, browsing my phone or... I was just honestly, honestly surprised that it worked as well as it did. Like, that was, that was <laughs> when I had cracked under the boredom. And it takes a while for me right. to crack under boredom. And yeah, this is like hour two or three at this. Yeah, point. we're like three hours <laughs> into this fucking video conference, uh, and and I was just like, I don't know. I've seen it on TV and in movies, but this can't possibly work, can it? And holy shit, did it work! <laughs> and the only way that they knew something was wrong is that the, the you know the camera went blank for a minute while you had to position it. And then you turned it back on, and and looking back up at the 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 video screen, like it looked like it was just a camera. Yep. <laughs> it was, oh, that was that was so classy. I was like, "Good on you, Frank. Good on you." Sometimes I can be a little nefarious, I guess. <laughs> uh, but no, like, uh, yeah, on those. Uh, so there's two different types of conference calls like that. There's the group conference calls where. You know, everybody's in a room, and they're supposed to be paying attention. Maybe they're not. Maybe they are. Um, you know, it, I think it's a little bit less risky for that because, uh, you know, you typically um, are pretty safe saying that, like, in the Venn diagram of, like, you know, things that you shouldn't do, like, most of the things that are that are not... Uh, appropriate on a conference video conference call are not appropriate to do with other people in the room anyway. Yes. <laughs> so like, it's not there's not a lot of things you can do that are okay to do around other people that are not okay to do on a video conference call. The so, danger comes in unless you have like, the. Da- <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess it depends on what the other people in the who the other people in the room are to you. Right. Uh, <laughs> get, get a little get a little buck wilds, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, maybe the conference call doesn't want to see that. The danger comes in when you think you're alone. Like, when you're just in your right. office by yourself, and you're like, I'm just, you know, going to pick up this meatball and, and pick the hair off it and go ahead and eat it. That's that's when it's problematic. <laughs> Inspected for fibers. <laughs> yeah, and and I think that's where I've, I've had most of the, uh, 
like the the moments where I just prayed that I hadn't done anything embarrassing. Um, because like, you know, most of the time I'm pretty quick on the uptake to know that, that, that I'm being recorded. <laughs> but uh, a couple of times I'm like, Oh God, did I like, did I like dig in my ears or like, <laughs> you know, wipe out the eye boogers from, from the corners of my eyes, like <laughs> on camera? Um, did I inspect my bald spot <laughs> on camera? <laughs> uh, like shit like that, that it's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not two knuckles deep in my nose, but I'm doing something <laughs> that is best done in the privacy uh, of my own cue. I mean, more than once I have been sitting there and realized that the camera was on and I was like eating lunch while I was in the meeting or whatever. <laughs> And that's not a huge deal, but it's still just the kind of thing that you don't want everybody to have been sitting there staring at you while you wolf down your lean cuisine. <laughs> right. And, uh, and, and you know, a lot of times when I'm on those calls and, uh, you know, if I if I have to eat while I'm while I'm on there, um, I'm trying to, like, hurry up because, you know, I may have to, to say something or uh, I just want to you know, listen, you know, uh, undistracted. So like if I'm trying to like wolf down a Jimmy John sandwich like like in four <laughs> bites, uh, that is not an image that I want put out to the entire company. <laughs> it's like everybody in the West Coast office has now seen my shame with this hot pocket. <laughs> Seeing me deep throated subway sandwich. <laughs> It's like, uh, Derek, that's um, that's quite disgusting, but also a little impressive at your gag reflex control. <laughs> We're horrified yet intrigued. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Um, but, you know, you, you really kind of feel bad for somebody uh, that, that does something like that. Um, it's not it's not often that it happens, but when it does, like you have this like sinking feeling for somebody else. Um, and most of the time I think I'd be, I'd, I'd be kind of in the, the corner of schadenfreude where it's like, ha 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 sucks for that guy. Uh, but I can't help but eat, be like very empathetic about it. It's like, oh God, if that were me, I would, I would just want to shrivel into a ball and, and, and just die. I'm just going to open up the floor, crawl in, pull it back on top of me and never be seen <laughs> or heard from again. But uh, none of this necessarily but, answers but yeah. what do you do for... Well, I guess we have answered what do you do if they're chewing loudly is is your text. But, uh, I mean, what happens if it's you? Yeah, and, I mean, I will say, uh, if I am... <laughs> if I am... Because, <laughs> I mean, if you're harking down that goddamn sub, then there's probably some accompanying noises... If I am, if I am, you know, mid mid coitus with that Jimmy John sandwich, <laughs> I certainly don't want. I'm certainly not looking at text or paying attention to anything. Exactly. Um. So yeah that that would be that would be slightly dangerous. Um. But but you know, <laughs> the the funny thing in all this, like like what I really want to see <laughs> is like like so okay somebody is on camera and they're you know. They're both like giving us a visual and audio treat <laughs> to this meal. Oh, no. um, all of a sudden, like we see somebody else uh, from the same office like disappear from video. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, on on the the chewing guy's 
uh, audio, we hear like thump, 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 thump. <laughs> <laughs> just somebody just like fucking people elbows them off the top rope, <laughs> just takes them out. Oh, uh, I mean, in a lesser extent, I have I have done that before. I haven't done a flying elbow <laughs> over the side of the thing before, but. I have had situations where someone has been not muted and decided to have a loud and ongoing fucking conversation in the middle of a right. conference call, and I've been like, one moment, and I had to get up and walk over there, and I'm sure that you could see me sort of coming up from behind them, like, listen, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, see, those are the kind of things that... uh that make office life worth worth enduring <laughs> opportunities because it's like i don't really necessarily want to see somebody put their job in jeopardy uh but there are certainly moments where it's like i cannot believe <laughs> i mean it's not that i can't believe but <laughs> i'm glad that i got to witness the sheer obliviousness uh. of this person it's like candid camera, but <laughs> it's more than once I've been like, man, I wish I was recording that so that I could just right. snip it out and also not get caught <laughs> being the guy that released that particular gem on YouTube or whatever. Right. <laughs> watch this. Watch this fat bastard getting face, face fucked by a Subway meatball <laughs> sub. Drop a meatball. Pick it up. Pull off fibers and hair and then eat the rest of it but yeah so oh yeah th this is the kind of this is the stuff of nightmares if if i was subjected to somebody chewing on a conference call and i could do nothing to stop them uh i would just have to quit like <laughs> i would have to walk down turn in tender my resignation uh and hope that the next place that i go uh does not do conference calls that's <laughs> I could just the see the bet. conference call. Derek puts on his uh, his 1950s fedora hat, picks up his jacket, and just slowly walks out of the goddamn building like... <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Like, well, my job is done here. All right. Uh, do you want to get to an issue from the internet? Let's take an issue from the internet. All right. Uh, so this is from user Hama Dryad Q. Um, I am 27 years old and terrified of driving, looking for advice to help me get on the roads. So I did not start to drive until I was about 20 years old. I got my license when I was 22 with very little experience and have not had much since then. I wish I had the independence and freedom that comes with being able to drive, but I am so scared to get out there and do it. Scared I will hit a pedestrian, cause an accident, get hit by a drunk driver... I am sort of a spaz with a short attention span and don't really trust my ability to react to spontaneous events on the road. Also, my mother has a debil debilitating fear of driving on the highways and over bridges, with certainly, which certainly transferred to me. Does anyone have any advice on how to chill out, gain comfort navigating the roads? Is there anyone that has overcome something similar? One last note, I live in a big city that's known for its aggressive drivers. Thanks in advance. So... See, this, ordinarily, I'd say you need to loosen up with a drink, but in this particular instance, <laughs> uh, might not be the best way to, to prime yourself for a, a drive down the street. Um, so I picked this one not because uh, not because I feel that this is a funny question, um, but the fact <laughs> the fact that we are all driving around 
in fucking tanks without guns. Like that's, <laughs> that is the realization I had when reading this question. Uh, you know, we are all, you know, we, we have these like two, three, four or more ton uh, battle tanks that we choose just to, to, to not do combat with. And we we don't even think about it. Like, we just get in the car, and we drive down to Wendy's, and then we drive back. We drive a, we drive a battle machine to go get a sandwich. <laughs> That's, that is the age in which we live. Uh, I mean, I that's true. Been... Like, the, the, the vehicle is probably the most deadly thing that any of us are going to operate at any particular moment, and we're all so completely blasé about it. Absolutely. I mean, I could literally just, like, carry a chainsaw, like... Just just go into a crowded area and spin around with a chainsaw, and I probably did not cause as many deaths <laughs> as as were caused by you know vehicles in a in a very small area around there. Um, you know, I I personally have never really had a fear of driving. I've always connected you know driving to like independence and freedom and being able to go out and do the things that I wanted to do. Um, so it never really. Um, like I had a, I had a respect, like I would, you know, I would pay attention. I would, um, you know, try to keep myself and others with me safe. Um, but never really had like uh, a very, um, specific fear of driving. But Jessica, on the other hand, you know, she has just a, just a very guttural, visceral fear about driving. Um, and right. she, you know, she rode with a, with a family member who was just completely bonkers driving. Like they, they would like pass like several cars in a row, like just doing all this, all this stuff that you know, really kind of, um, that, that kind of gave them a decent, <laughs> decent fear of God while riding in a car. <laughs> um, and so, you know, when we got married, uh, you know, I, I wasn't really going to pressure her cause it didn't, didn't really matter that much. Um, but you know, it eventually got to the point where she's like, you know, I'd, you know, I'd like to see if maybe I can drive a little bit. Um, and so, you know, we, we give it a shot and she still has this really debilitating fear. So, uh, I'm trying to like talk her through it. <laughs> like, it's like, okay. I mean, you know, it's just, it's just a car, you know, it's just a, oh my God, it's just a rolling death trap. <laughs> It's like, oh my god, we've got to get out of this thing. What, what are we doing? <laughs> Why do people Where's the do eject this? Button? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, in that moment, I was like, wow, uh, it, it's not, it's not you that has a problem. I'm not afraid enough. Cat <laughs> grew up in a uh, a fairly urban environment and in fact did not need to learn to drive until after we had gotten married and right. um like it was it was kind of one of those harrowing experiences she ended up learning to drive not from me but from my dad just right. because like trying to, trying to teach um was was not necessarily working out very well right because for me at least like i had learned to drive a while before that and i guess i had forgotten what it was like to to have not driven yeah. before then again for me like driving ne never necessarily meant freedom it mm -hmm. was it was in fact the chains of bondage <laughs> Uh, that were placed <laughs> upon me. 
How so? I had a younger brother. Oh, and, okay. and I knew that the moment that I was, you know, able to drive, that that was going to be my ass for the next however many <laughs> years was chauffeuring him and myself around to various things. Okay. And I honestly wanted no part of it. Right. See, I was the opposite. I was actually the, the younger brother in this case with with older siblings that refused to drive me anywhere. Like, like I, I was not you know, I was not allowed to, to drive their vehicles. Like, uh, they would not take me to buy, I I guess at that point would be video games. That's, that's about the only thing (laughs) I actually uh, did back then. Um, yeah. So I, I don't think I, I got many rides from my, uh, my siblings. And so as soon as I turned 16, uh, you know, got an old beat up truck and, you know, it, it was my dad's old work truck. Um, and, you know, started driving it around. Um, but, you know, I've been driving more or less like around like the hunting club and stuff since I was like 14. So, um, you know, I I always had like a, a fondness for driving. You know, some of that is, has worn off considerably since I have to do it every day, multiple <laughs> every times. Every day, day, all the like, time. It's, it's less of a, of, of, you know, getting to do it as opposed to having to do it now. Um, but, you know, I... I People are always like you'd always watch those videos when you were like in high school of, uh, you know, like right before the prom or before homecoming. They'll do this like skit where like blood on the highway. Yeah, blood on the highway. And they roll out like two shitty burnt out cars and then they like like push them together and then people fall out of the car. It's like, oh, I'm dead. (laughs) It's like, you know, you have, uh, you know, you have plenty of opportunities to, to see stuff like that when when you're younger. Um, but I always thought it was kind of lame. Um, but no, like now that I'm, now that I'm in my thirties, uh, and I, I, I actually, since I have picked this question to put on the podcast, uh, I've been in a wreck. Like somebody, Oh no. Yeah. Somebody, uh, clipped my rear bumper. And it's the first time that I've had, you know, vehicle to vehicle contact, uh, in, you know, 15 years, something like that. So it's been a long time. Um, and so like, uh, it was just at this moment where I saw it because like they, like I said, they, uh, they clipped my rear bumper. Um, so if, if I'd been a little bit slower, they would have, uh, they would have T-boned me. Um, but like I saw their lights as it passed my passenger window and I was like, this is it. <laughs> this, is this is how, how I, I go. die. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is how I go. Boy, I wish I'd, I'd finished that bag of Doritos before I left. <laughs> <laughs> Which sure is a shame they won't get eaten now. <laughs> I, um, uh, I like, I have gotten in a decent number of wrecks, and most of them—I'm not going to say none of them—but I would say ninety percent of them were not my fault. A lot of them have occurred in the city of Atlanta. I hate driving in Atlanta, and I'm going to have to go back to Atlanta. But I honestly, I do not go into the city of Atlanta without just, like, mentally writing off my car. <laughs> I mean, you I'm have just like, to. yep, this, this car is gone. If I come out of Atlanta with this car, I guess I'm doing good. But See, I'm fully well, going in expecting this shit to get totaled. When this question asker said, "I live in a big a big city that's known for its aggressive drivers," like my first instinct was that it's Atlanta, like <laughs> Atlanta like, or Boston. Yes. Oh God, uh, I've only been in Boston 
twice, I think, and neither time I was driving. Uh, and I was very glad that I wasn't because the the townie that was driving me around in the uh, the the pickup service, yeah, they they were upset, <laughs> like like they were getting mad. So I I would have just been I would have just been in some sort of burned out <laughs> burned out collision on the side of the road. So yeah, that would not have been fun. But no, I and I I grew up around you know a country road, so um, like. Like the, the road, by and large, was pretty dangerous. But like, if you just go the other direction, it's it's pretty safe. Right. Um, so like, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of like city driving and things like that. Uh, you know, I kind of learned in in Tuscaloosa, which you know, way you know, <laughs> uh, years after and years before Alabama football uh, was doing pretty well, uh, it was pretty calm in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> that that's many year stretch of like, uh, Dubose and Francione and all these other folks, uh, like the end of the Stallings years and stuff like that. There was nothing going on in Tuscaloosa. So, um, <laughs> no one cared. Nobody cared. Um, so, you know, it, it was pretty, pretty low population. You could drive around and, um, didn't really interact with, uh, with too awful many people, but now, Holy shit. Oh yeah. You know, I I live in Birmingham now, um which, you know, that's not pleasant. Uh but going back to Tuscaloosa, um it is like like legitimately people in Tuscaloosa are insane. Like you know, when I'm in when I'm in, you know, Pelham or or Birmingham, like I'll be looking for people that don't use their blinker. Uh, it's kind of like a a road game that I play to keep myself entertained um <laughs> spot the asshole yeah exactly uh and you know i'll reach my destination only seeing two or three people uh that did something that broke a traffic law <laughs> so i mean we're, we're talking a fairly good record um but you go to tuscaloosa you i i drove around tuscaloosa for probably 40 minutes total and I nearly died ten times. <laughs> like these, well, I mean, it's, it's like, a college town, right? Uh, but even the townies drive like idiots, and I, I, I was one of those townies, so I know. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like being, you know, getting out of it after the fact and looking back. It's like, my God, is this what I was doing to people? <laughs> is this who I was? I deserved all those birds they flipped off at me. But uh, I can definitely see how city driving. Uh, it would be much more harrowing, uh, especially to, to learn in, um, especially where there's like really crowded roads with very aggressive drivers. So this person is trying to figure out how best to learn to drive when they're in their mid to late twenties in a busy city. I don't know if they necessarily need to, if it's a decent enough sized city, that's one of the problems I have is that uh, to, to get around anywhere, you know, especially in the United States, you have to drive. So uh, part of me would be like, well, if you're in a large enough city, you can just take public transport. But having experienced many of the larger cities in the United States, I'm like, that's not really something that I can recommend uh, right. all that well. I mean, there are a handful of cities where, you know, there's really good public transport. Um, but by and large, uh, most of the, the big U S cities, the big metro metropolitan areas, uh, do not have good public transit. Oh, I mean, just not all that long ago, I was in Washington DC and taking the public transit there and 
it is in and of itself a harrowing experience. And I will right. I will say, I will go out on a limb and say that the Washington, D.C. transit system is well put together. Right. Except for a few glaring errors. One of the major being that a uh, a bus can have the same name, but depending on what direction it's going, it goes in completely different areas. Right. And it then stops... And changes its name. They don't make loops. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and I found this out. Because some, some they just, you know, you loop. So if, if you're on a particular bus, eventually it's going to go back past the point that you were on. You know, right. so if you get on, on this particular uh, exit or uh, you, get in, you get on at a particular stop, eventually you're going to come back to that stop. It, but uh but nope if you if you miss your stop in Washington DC you will find yourself on the opposite end of the goddamn city <laughs> and then they will be like well that's it this bus is out of service right i'm going on break <laughs> yep and and that literally happened we missed a stop didn't realize that we had done so and we're on the opposite side of the city and the guy stopped the bus and was like this is the last stop this bus is no longer in service. It's like, and, what do you mean? <laughs> and we were like, awesome. It's me and my whole tourist family, and we're just here at a homeless camp. <laughs> right, just just ripe for the, the, the robin. <laughs> just, uh, I was like, awesome. This is, this is exactly where I wanted to be. <laughs> oh, uh, next stop on our tour of uh, human depravity... <laughs> The homeless tent city at the end of the bus route. <laughs> like, oh man, the, the the Smithsonian of sadness, you know. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, not one of their more popular exhibits, but uh, definitely one of the more. Um... We got the natural history. We've got botany. We've got aeronautics. We've got crushing poverty. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Huh? Wait, what? It's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Aeronautics, dinosaurs. Crushing poverty. <laughs> it's like you keep saying that one under your breath. Maybe we should talk about that one. No, but and this is kind of uh, you know watching a lot of uh, shows from like the UK and stuff like that. Like it's very apparent that like over there, you know, if you drive two hours, like you could almost cross like the the thinner parts of the country. Oh yeah. Um, whereas you know, people who come to vacation in the US, like they think okay, well, I'll rent a car and I'll spend two hours in the car and drive, or, or I'll spend, I, I know U.S. is a big place, I'll spend six hours and go coast to coast. Oh, nay, nay. Nope. <laughs> You're still in Alabama, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you, you ain't left the deep south quite yet. Um, Our states are the size of your entire countries. Right. And, and you know, I, I looked several times, uh, you know, just, just double-checking my math, but... You know, I mean, essentially, you know, the entire area of the UK can fit inside of, or, or England, uh, you know, Great Britain specifically, like can fit inside of Texas. Um, so that's that's kind of a weird thing. Like your entire country is in Texas. Um, uh, uh, although, so, granted, I have you ever had to try to drive across Texas? That uh, it it you will think that you have died and gone to some sort of terrible <laughs> purgatory, where you just are driving through flat, blasted, fucking nothingness 
forever. I've seen this in a video game before, I think. <laughs> yeah, Desert Bus is is that game that they uh, that they play on like Penny Arcade or whatever for uh, for the charity thing. Uh, that that's just Texas Sim, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, um, but you know, like 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 yeah, like in in the UK, you know, you probably can take public transit or whatnot from you know place to place pretty easily and. And it, it makes sense. Um, but if you only are relying on public transit, like, y- you are stuck in your city. Like, you can't go to, like, a neighboring city unless you have, like, a very convenient, like, bullet train or something, which um, w- would be great if they had a better infrastructure for, but um, by and large, they don't. So you're hopping, a, you know, hopping a Greyhound or hopping uh, an Amtrak or something like that. Um, and <laughs> these days, Amtrak is not the way to go. Uh, <laughs> you you might want to just uh, hire some people to build a big catapult and just sling you to the other city because that may be safer than taking something like Amtrak. <laughs> I, I will say for all that, that the American rail system gets a bad rap, I actually took rail um, from Boston down to New Haven, Connecticut uh-huh. uh, to, to visit friends once. And uh, it was the first time that I'd actually tried to utilize uh, the rail system for for a trip of any length. Mm-hmm. Wasn't all that terrible. <laughs> like that's not necessarily the funniest possible story, but I was like really expecting some Mad Max hellscape horseshit to be going on, and I was just like, oh, it's. It's actually easier to get on this train than it is to get on an airplane. So that's new. I mean, A, that's not saying much. And B, overall, those statements you just strung together were not a glowing recommendation for the rail system. <laughs> that's, that's, that's next on our uh, our advertisements. Is uh, That's my Amtrak pitch. Amtrak. <laughs> I. I took Amtrak, and I didn't get hobo-stabbed or thrown off a cliff. (laughs) Amtrak. Four stars. (laughs) Amtrak. I wasn't eaten by cannibals. (laughs) Uh, Although, if you you watch uh, Train to Basan, apparently not every train is like that. Uh, Some trains do have uh, flesh-eating cannibals on there. I, I haven't but, uh, seen that film. You've just ruined it for me. <laughs> Let's just say in the opening five minutes, you get a good clue. Oh, okay. It's not like... It's, it's, it's a fucking vo- zombie movie. It is not a surprise that there are zombies Ah, uh, zombies. Train. Okay, I thought it was like... <laughs> Soylent no. Green. No, no. It is, it is a zombie movie. There may be even a zombie on the cover. Uh... If you go in that blind to where you didn't even like, like you you just like told uh <laughs> told your uh it was on Echo to play Train to Busan and you held your eyes closed so you didn't get spoiled by the cover art. <laughs> <laughs> you would have to try really hard not to know that it was about zombies. <laughs> so I do not feel bad spoiling that for you. This isn't murder on the Orient Express at all. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I've got nothing, cr- nothing uh, constructive to say about learning to drive. Uh, it is a valid fear. Um, 
but sometimes as adults, we got to do stuff that we don't necessarily love to do. Uh, you can only control you. Uh, you know, don't, don't fuck around on your phone. Don't, uh, don't do anything, but look directly ahead or to the side (laughs) or to the rear as may be needed. Uh, and, and get from point A to point, point B safely. Like shit's going to happen. But like, if, if you're going to die in a car wreck, you know, <laughs> uh, you might have been hit by a meteor, too. So, you don't know. I, I think adulthood is is just what you described. Like, adulthood <laughs> is sometimes you've got to do shit that you don't want to do. Like, and there's always a risk of death. And there's always a risk of death. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, there's... In, in terms of, like, driving, if... If you're ever interested in just making sure that Jessica will never even get into a vehicle again on mm-hmm. Netflix, there is a show called Canada's Worst Drivers. Oh no. Oh, oh yes. No. And uh and it's it's a it's one of those reality game show type things, except they they do it nicely because it's Canada. Right. And people get voted off the island for being successful. Okay, so so if they become better drivers, they get voted off. Yeah, so essentially, as they as they become better drivers, they get released from you know terrible driver school. Uh, okay, but some of these people, it's just like, oh my god, you know, like one one of the seasons, the the guy who you know, I don't think I'm going to be spoiling it for anybody, who ends up being the worst driver, literally uh-huh. is blind in one eye. Oh God! Like he—he's got a glass eye, and and just has never taken any sort of precautions, and thinks that he's great at driving. And you're just like, my God, these people—you know—you're taking your life into your own hands every time you get on the highway because one of these yahoos may be out there. Right. Well, see what I thought you were about to say about the 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 competition show is that at the end of every episode they vote off the worst driver. So like. The, the worst people never actually get better. <laughs> like, that's what I thought you were going to tell me. No, no, it's <laughs> Canadian, so of course they've got to do it nicer than we do in America. So instead, as you demonstrate that you're not a complete fuck-up and or that you have learned something, they release you from the program. <laughs> See, now that is something I can get behind. <laughs> that is reality TV with heart. <laughs> like, like, I won the show. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. I won. What do I get? The terror of everyone who ever meets you from now on knowing that you just stepped out of a vehicle. Oh, you win. It's like you won. What do I win? Uh we're revoking your license. <laughs> The thing is, like, they can't. It's not, like, it's a TV show. Not legally binding. It's not legally binding, but more than once they're like, we can't make you, but we deeply suggest that you just hand in your license and stop this for the safety of everyone around you. Hey, we did another promo. There we go. (laughs) Shit, this this is just an ad reel. We're just giving shit away for yeah, free today, it. aren't we? This is our this is our free ad reel. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I think we've done enough work for free. You want to punch the clock?
Do you have any questions you'd like for us to answer on air? You can send them to questions at WLICast.com or any feedback or comments to feedback at WLICast.com. You can also visit us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash WLICast and on Twitter at WLimbalance and use the hashtag WLICast. This has been the Work Life Imbalance Podcast. I'm Frank Eastman. I'm Rick Lewis. And with that, I think we're going to need to transfer you. Rick Lewis. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm making referential comedy to the stuff you said earlier <laughs> in the episode. A, that's a callback. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what we call a callback. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, Rick Lewis, my chapped ass. Ha, 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 ha.